There's no bubble. Yeah, There's always people investing in your business. So nothing's about nothing's about to pop. We're not playing musical chairs where there's no seat left for you and you just got screwed, dentists, warning. I would argue that that valuations are predicated on interest rates. Most private equity buys you with leverage. And so it's not drying up, it's not popping. It just might not be the best time to sell. It's not the height of the market now. But for everyone listening, thinking that like, oh shit, I should act, don't listen to this shit. Build your business, focus on EBITDA, focus on cash flow, focus on all those things to become bulletproof so you don't pray victim to shit like this that's going to scare you. Because we have the ground game, we've actually built the practices that people aspire to create. History will prove one of us correct. Wait, 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 you're not letting me finish, bro. This is how you become bulletproof. Bulletproof. Showtime. Hey, by the way, guys, we have to start off real quick with a with a small retraction of what was said about Aspen. Do? Yeah, we do. Because, you know, listen, there's actually people who listen to this. I got several calls when we were looking at that company. I don't even know what the hell company that was, but that's not Aspen Dental that we were speaking about the last podcast together. Aspen Dental is right. not a publicly traded company. There's no. Yeah, that was my bad traded. on that one. Yeah, but dude, you got you to gotta know your stuff. You're so smart, yeah, well, right? Well, we spiral so, so much I into many topics. And well, no, it's, not called spiral. it's not called spiral. It's called conversation. Conversation is scripted. It's a fireside well, chat without a fire. Yeah. The fireside chat. But you're so very structured. You so much. That Pete's want, Pete wants us to go through. Listen, stop, stop like, inserting your microaggression. It, when you go into, when Dwight. you go into such an yeah, area. This is for losers. Yeah. But also you, the most important thing is. Screw this. I'm standing up for this. No, the, the most important thing is you, you speak with such authoritative confidence that you led me down this thing. I'm like, you know, you got to be careful. And well, you're also easy to lead down a rope. <laughs> dagger, daggers. Oh, oh so truth. Cool. I mean, truth. We all are in this group. Yeah, that we're was on me. Right? Watch this shit happen. This is fantastic. Yeah, I was, what I enjoyed was it was like going the right direction. I was like, all right, well, let's get more data because. Aspen was all over the waves where they were talking about everything going on and how they got hacked and all these other issues. And I had already like in that conversation, I started text messaging friends of mine that I know that are involved in Aspen and, and I wouldn't get in feedback yet because well, they were still kind of in the dark trying to figure things out. And, uh, and so I started looking it up right during the podcast. Next thing you know, like the, the investor, that group, that management group and that real estate group actually laterally investing and all this aspen dental stuff and it just started populating up so i followed it incorrectly so how many times have we done that during a google so that's on me but clearly they have struggled they've gone through a lot they've never some of the docs that do work there they told me they're like this is unreal they didn't have access to patient charts they didn't have access to any of their financial data they didn't have access to i mean it was a complete lockdown so um, what's the windup it was caused just from that software hack is that correct there was held at ransom. Yeah. That's big money. That always held at ransom. So it's kind of like this episode brought to you by cybersecurity insurance. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> have to do it. I mean, uh, yeah. this episode brought to you by Dwight's stock picking company. So, Craig, was that <laughs> retraction or did that sound like? No, uh, I think it's fine. As long as we, as long as we've oh, fully pulled it back. Okay. We made a mistake. We made a mistake here at BP. Sometimes even... Even four dumbasses make a mistake. <laughs> on occasion, Imagine that. On occasion. We should go back to changing our name to Numbnuts again. We should go back to <laughs> charts. Paper charts and solve this issue. Hey, Dwight, move your microphone closer. I, I want to hear that, that beautiful, beautiful baritone you got. Uh huh. Thank you. Cheers. Don't, don't strip that from me. 
no, yeah. I can't take that from you, man. That's all you. Dwight, so anyway, everybody's good here. You I have not. I don't have roast today. I thought it was too easy. Sorry, I've been building. Thought it was too easy. Is that what you just said? It was too easy before, but remember, what did I say last time? It got a little. It got a little quiet. The last roast, and I, I feel like I was boo booing some people, and I don't want to get to the point where it makes it awkward. I'm supposed to visit Craig here shortly in Florida, and I don't want to like stay. No, Dwight, you know I love you, buddy. That's not going to. That's not going to set up a tent for you on the in the backyard. He's like, yeah, come on down, survive. Man. Come on down. Join me at the right. ranch, but you're sleeping out there. <laughs> we wouldn't. We would. None of us would last one night out there. Oh no, no. I, I mean, maybe, but we'll see. So let's talk about some topics that we have texted. Well, before, let me right, talk Petey? about a topic that I want to talk about. Let right. me talk oh, about it. No, let me. No, really? The dictator. So I've, I've got my, my, my feathers ruffled a little bit lately. Oh, on yeah. On Instagram. On Instagram. I got them ruffled. Well, ruffled. I, well I, I got my feathers ruffled because. You shared in the same ruffling, didn't you? I, I'm on Instagram 24.6 of every hour of the day. Yeah. So it is the, the majority of his dopamine. Yeah, I'm actually on it right now. Yeah. It's facing, pretending like I'm listening to you guys. I saw this video and I got super pissed off and posted, sent it to Pete and Pete posted too. So can we roll the tape? Yeah. Who's, who's, our, guy? who's our person that does post-production? So it's Brady, Brady Frank. And by the way, Brady, we're calling you out because... We want to give you a chance to come on here and explain yourself. Let's, Let's Brady, you're, you have an open invitation. Whoever's listening to this, get this to Brady. We welcome you um, to have a chance to rebut from the ass kicking you're about to get from us. Um, so if you don't mind, Peter, right, hold, on. hold the tape. Consider this a warning to all dentists. If you don't think you're ready to sell your practice, you might want to reconsider. We are in a DSO bubble. We're at the height of it right now, and that bubble's about to pop. There's tens of billions of dollars pouring into dentistry right now, but that's gonna be cut off in just a few short years. Every market goes up and down, real estate, business, crypto. You want to sell when you're at the height of the market. Right now, we are in a DSO bubble. How can you have the most of the billions that are flying into dentistry from private equity companies? You can do that right now and click on the link. I've got a calculator that will show you the ridiculous value your practice or group is worth in this incredible market where hundreds of billions of dollars are flowing into dentistry this decade alone. And it's all going to cut off once this DSO bubble pops. Click on the link. Would love to help you through the process. See what your practice is worth. And maybe you'll be one of the haves in our incredible market in dentistry today. Consider this a war. Yeah, I bet you'd love to help me. Hey, all right. Brady. The two who haven't seen that. To the two who haven't. Me first. Me first. Trey, have you seen it? No, no I've never seen Me first. Me so first. I posted something that was so bad. I had to take it down and repost it. But I'm like, please. I said, dentist, please do not listen to this saber rattling bullshit. Oh, what an ass. I'm going to leave it because so, he's coming back on. I, I was about to call him a bad name, but listen, it's not, it's fine. It's just, it's a little bit predatory. Don't you think guys? Frank, not to mention, it's just like when somebody is that inflammatory and doesn't even know. So at the beginning of it, he's like, it's, it's millions. It's tens of billions. It's hundreds of billions, which it's truly by the, way, the whole global dental market is worth like, Two or three billion, you know, it's a gazillion dollars. dollars. Gazillion. So what, 
Yeah, you want to be living and having millions of dollars or you want to die in the street with your amalgamator and be yeah. looking for food scraps yeah. while the rest of us billionaires will be eating from gold goblets and drinking yeah. them. Poor amalgamator. Uh, he sounds like me talking about the Aspen, you know, trade on the last. <laughs> He's not that bad, Dwight. Trey, but how does that land on you? Obviously, we know we're, we're getting into like theatrics of it, right? But He's talking up his portfolio. Right. Obviously, it's a paid ad, and right, and it's something he believes in. But well, it's something he gets paid for. But the bubble, I'll do the DSO calculator, and I'll sell you to Acme DSO and make a shit ton on your practice. I would argue that there is no bubble. This would be my counter arguments. There is no bubble. There's always people investing in your business. Nothing's about nothing's about to pop. We're not playing musical chairs where there's no seat left for you, and you just got screwed. Dentists, warning. I would argue that. That valuations are predicated on interest rates. Most private equity buys you with leverage. And so it's not drying up. It's not popping. It just might not be the best time to sell. It's not the height of the market now. But for everyone listening, thinking that like, oh, shit, I should act. Don't listen to this shit. Build your business. Focus on EBITDA. Focus on cash flow. Focus on all those things to become bulletproof so you don't pray victim to shit like this. It's going to scare you. I will say that. 10 years ago, you had 10 years left. That's always the case. (laughs) (laughs) Great. And by the way, do you think Starbucks coffees are going to be more or less valuable or costly in 10 years? Like the cheapest your latte will ever be with the latte you ordered today in two or three years or five years. And, And studies show, by the way, that as consolidation continued to roll forward, the multiples tend to stay the same or expand supply and demand as there's less practices. But first of all, I think before we get to that aspect, I really, I love what you guys started when I was on vacation. I call it team never sell Uh because when you hate your business and your business doesn't work for you, no matter what, you have to make a grand, grand move to try to course correct it. But I'm of the persuasion and I'm thankful that there's voices that are reasonable in the three of you guys that there's a way through this and you can actually love your business. You can make your dental business great again and never have to sell it because for all those points that you said about freedom of direction, whether that's legacy time or relationships, there's the narrative is just getting to a point where it's deafening that the only way through is to sell. And if you don't, you're going to be left out and blah, blah, blah. It's just, it's really a disservice to dentistry, Brady. I want to have you on. I really do. I promise I'll, I'll be respectful, but I want to know why you think that's a good message for Dennis. I want you to answer that, what you really believe. And I want to take the economic interest out because listen, we're all capitalists and we all want to make money. I want him to really defend that position because he's all what I know of him. He's always been a champion for dentistry. He yeah, was, he's a nice man. He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy, but what is his history? What, what has he well, done? I, I think that's the key component here, right? <laughs> what this sounds like to me is an individual who sold out to a DSO and now gets a writer for every time he brings another practice onto the same DSO. Has he, did and, he I mean, have a large dental it practice. It sounds that way out? to me. Do I know that? I think it was just speculate. Let's not speculate until we get. No, no, the way he's speaking though. Right. So right. in the U S the way I like to think about it is people always talk about how big is Heartland, right? Cause they're a billion dollar organization. That's a big number, right? But in the U.S., the U.S. dental market is about 109 billion, right? So they're like one less than one percent is Heartland. 
if that helps you gain perspective on what we see is one percent of the of the whole u.s market right of the whole u.s market yeah. you're a billion dollar organization so a lot of people are like heartland's coming after me they're a whole one yeah, there's a 99 percent chance heartland doesn't know who you are because exactly. they're only one percent thousand percent yeah exactly so when you hear someone yelling that mm -hmm. you know venture capital and private equity are putting in hundreds of billions so they're buying the industry of the united states multiple times over <laughs> clearly he doesn't know what he's talking about in numbers clearly he doesn't understand he's just a sales guy and that's why it makes me feel like brady's probably in a situation where he's given a percentage of every sale and you know acquisition that he brings into it a bit and that's okay i get it but be vulnerable like if i'm going to come on here and talk about patient prism or some other thing and i get paid for them i should tell you guys hey by the way but that's i think that's where i don't align with somebody yelling from the hilltops and putting all these little <laughs> graphs on his instagram and being that volatile in an industry that if i'm being honest a lot of doctors struggle on the day-to-day -to -day today it's a very vulnerable profession where it's like, I feel alone. I don't feel like I figured it out. The cost of my hygienist is skyrocketing. Can I really do this? And then you got people just yelling like that. The Dwight, truth, it's aggressive. Oh, before we have to do another retraction next episode, I want to correct you on something. Go for it. I'll pull it up too. The total dental spending in the United States is 162 billion per year. Spending. 2021, right? So, so a couple billion isn't the entire market like you said i just want to be clear i'm not i'm not trying to crush it i'm just trying to say like let's the stats are important a hundred billion 62 billion was the patient spending in the united states in in 2021 and that is up to 14 billion from 2020 right which is which was obviously a, a pandemic year oh you're talking about spending i'm telling total market value which okay is but like so they're buying of the market value. So our market as our industry is considered 109 billion. And by 2027, it's supposed to hit 197 billion. Okay. So what, what a venture capital firm or a private equity firm is purchasing in portions of that industry is relative to that. So when I say that a net value of an enterprise like Heartland might be at a billion dollars or plus in equity, they're still a small portion of the total industry size. Cor correct. But that make sense? yeah, yeah, if that makes sense. But I'm just, there was a, there was something that was said that was basically like, we were making fun of that, that Instagram ad. And basically you're saying the billions, like the billions is like kind of the whole entire market. Right. So yeah, now we know hundreds of billions. Oh, I didn't hear hundreds of billions. He said he started with tens of billions and then he said hundreds of billions. And I wrote that yeah. down. Like this guy's crazy. That's like multiple industries in one escalated fast well so obviously let's, uh, you know i'm on his website and i don't want to make this all about the brady ass kicking here but like his i guess what he is is he owns this thing called total dental freedom how to learn how to achieve total dental freedom and he always said our systems build your practices though it's a blueprint courses and all that to to build accelerate your financial freedom through goals and through the blueprint that is not it that is not what he's promoting right now craig just no no of course not but that's what is on his website is how to do this and i was just like check it all out the titanic we're sinking it's become the dso right so he's basically saying like that's the name of so now it's no longer just be acquired by the dso is that what i'm hearing i think we need we need to zoom out on this as well though because you can get lost in the weeds of this one particular case but what Dwight talked about just then was a lot of dentists struggle with rising costs and a lot of other things facing down an economic downturn. There's, there's all sorts of things that you have that, that are on a day-to-day -day basis, making people struggle in the operations of their 
their single practice to, to hit the 80%. And one of the sad parts of our industry is that the vast, not the vast, the biggest problem I think we face is other dentists. It's people standing on the hilltops shouting certain things. It's, I mean, there's some, there's some great stories of stuff that's happened in, in Houston and Texas of guys. I mean, think back of guys that championed anti-DSO and then they sold to one. They right. put you down. At, it's dishonest compliments to yourself instead of actually trying to further a further an industry driving forward. And, and I think that's, that is epitomized on the smallest level by a patient, you know, throwing and, you know, talking about another dentist, throwing another dentist under the bus. You see that left and right with dentists, whereas you see it almost never in medicine or very rarely in medicine compared to dentistry. And all we do is shoot ourselves in the foot. So let's point, let's pivot a little bit, not completely off topic, Trey, because um, I do agree with your last statement, but you know, as, as Craig, we talked about, you know, how the patient experience, right? We talked about things about the patient experience and how that is an advantage to the practice that can operate ground game at a local level versus this big national conglomerates. Usually they can't have the same patient experience, ground game relationship, all that stuff. What do you guys think? In order to not bring, and I use this this quote on the last pod we just did a second ago, talking to patient prison the mall. I said, you know, we don't want to bring a knife to a gunfight. Let's just and 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 I don't want to make it in metaphorically like it's a war. It's us versus them. But it's competition, but it's, and competition is battle. Uh, you know, when two NBA okay, teams battle's go, better. Maybe not battle. war. Maybe yeah. So I don't think you're destroying another person. You just and and what I'm discovering is that there's tools that that business people use, tools that that big groups use that that either we don't have the access to, or are a little bit more or too expensive, either from a procurement perspective, technology that we haven't been exposed to because the technology platforms are focusing more on the bigger quote unquote bigger customers, right? Right. So they're getting better tech, better pricing. Um, not better, not necessarily, there's no advantage in people and hiring, right? It's still competitive there. Where I'm going with this question is where is the playing field on level? Oh, she's in so many places, guys. Well, tell so me, many places. tell me, I'm because like, I think that's where you start. Okay. So listen, the, so the reason procurement number one, okay. You tell know, me more. You could be doing diamond plus provider level of, of Invisalign or, or, you know, be a top notch candid provider. And the larger DSOs for clear aligners are going to charge, you know, day one, their first case, those doctors that come out of school get charged the less fee supplies, you know, no matter how big you get, you're not going to buy those sundries and supplies as much as a DSO insurance. You have negotiation power with insurance companies. Those big insurance companies will pay DSO doctors more for that same exact crown than you would get paid technology like patient prism, like we talked about, you know, that I asked them all, we just had a podcast with them. What percentage of your clients are DSO and what percentage are private? He says, no, 95% DSO. So they're literally using AI to listen to your calls. And all of us Jackson polls are like, listen, like trying to get through our calls. Call like, call I think Sally monitor Sue's yeah. calls, like ridiculous. Right. So like yeah. they have those tools, you know, scale in the, in a geographic footprint, you know, Recruitment strategies into dental schools, year one, they're sponsoring socials that their dentists are attending on the freshman orientation, freshman orientation brought, brought to you by Acme DSO. Lobby power, lobbyists. So they actually, they're going to our state 
legislation and they're, they're affecting positive change that works in their favor. Those are just things off the top of my head. What, what about you guys? That was pretty comprehensive. I was that was comprehensive. All right. So Craig, let's, let's run with that. And this is a question to you having just presented all that now flip the script. Yeah. What is the unlevel playing field of an well, individual practice provider of a single location? So, so that's an easy one. This is our greatest strength at the end of the day. Um, a lot of these companies, a lot of the, the, the large DSOs are private equity backed. And private equity is really smart and good, but private equity has short time horizons. They want to make returns that are faster. So at the end of the game, at the end of the day, this business is a people business. Like our last podcast, it can't be managed by a spreadsheet, has people, humans behind it. And for those of us who are independent dentists that are listening to this, and the four of us are, we can win on the people all day long. There's nothing better than a founder that's still present and that can be part of it. Although some some have amazing founders. We Peter and I know one that's amazing, private equity backed. And but I think the people we can we can always win on that. And the investor pressure gets in the way. We don't have investor pressure. We we make when, decisions that are when based you say on longer. People, Craig, when you say people, you you what do you the mean? The dentist, the team, the actual okay. human capital. Which then practice. translates to kind of that patient experience, that tangible yeah, but they can be yeah. on that. They they can do really well. I mean, listen, I, as I said in the last, Dwight's you know, Dwight's name, me, not so. Much. I actually believe I guys. Getting I'm, I'm going to say something that'll probably get me in hot water with you guys, but this is what I believe. I believe that the average dental dental office that's a DSO, the average DSO office, the average, is better run and possibly more standardized and more adherent to the standard of care than the average independent office. Do you guys believe Say that? that again? Why are you clapping? Why, because I, it's so freaking true. They are okay, they have good. To... So I got one. I, Trey's getting I uncomfortable. Think, yeah, no, I agree with you from the standpoint of it is it is run that way. I think the standard of care is is actually similar across the board. You have good, good, well, well-run offices, DSO. Okay, let me, let me phrase it to you a different way. Your wife yes, breaks yeah. a tooth in a different city, one where you don't know anybody. Do you want her going to the the local, uh, pick your DSO, Pacific, Heartland, I mean, the big boys, no. Aspen, or do you want her going to the local okay. random private dentist that's a single dentist, well, single anyway, office? You're trying to throw that random. It wasn't actually random. You're well, random, random but you're going to the random brand. Yeah. It's like because saying the range is much larger. What he's saying is the range yeah, is much larger with the really good, highs and the really yes, low. Right. And the DSOs right. have a very structured and scaled method, and they don't let doctors go rogue on doing procedures right. that they really right. shouldn't be doing. And you can bet your bottom dollar the autoclave water was changed in the last two weeks. I know some private offices that are like, sign what do you mean the water has to be changed? What do you mean? You have to change the water in your sterilizer? <laughs> What's a trap? Yeah. What's a trap? Yeah, open it up. and like a green What's a like it? What? It's a score test. Yeah, what, what, it's true, guys. It's, not kidding. No, I, I, the range that's, that. And that's why I think that you're right. This the the procedural aspect of things are far more standardized. No argument. There. Right. Yeah. Right. But the people aspect is not. But it has no bearing on quality of dentistry. I agree. I agree, Trey. I'm in Trey's camp on this one. Yeah. Not that's the that's see how the sides of our screens are aligned, like yeah. Trey being the, the left and yeah, those things. Right. Right. What I'm talking about is. In the, in the private sector, you have exceptional 
and you have holy shit this is scary like i can't believe like people don't get sick from like okay. tuberculosis when you i, I actually do agree with that you're right okay cuz i've but been you're still shag target in the offices. yeah yeah but i've gone into offices where the the dichotomy of care in private practice is crazy is what you're saying right and in yes. in a really well established well run dso it's you'll have good and fine but you won't have holy shit there's systems protocols dangerous people looking over yeah i mean there's some dentists out there that haven't had another dentist look at their x-rays since they graduated dental school and they've been out for 30 years i've sat across from somebody literally who looked at me and was like i don't like spending all that money on those dental posts i just use paper clips yeah. Shut oh, up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. No, Absolutely. no. Real I've had Absolutely. auto that autoclave water changing story is a real thing. I talked to I've, my I've, Patterson. I've experienced that too. All right. So I let's never let's change the let's water. Right. Let's well with that being said, let me let me add to what he asked. Let me Time. no, 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 no. Just pause. Pause for a second. Okay, Jake. I'm, I'm not <laughs> I'm not asking that so we can go down this route of like who is better. Where I'm going is is like I want to just talk about take the care out of it for a second, right? And Craig, I think your point's valid. And I think train, I disagree a little bit, but I think it's fun to, to talk about this, but like, where is there going to be some action? Where is there going to be some solutions solved or from a competition standpoint, right? If, if, if we're Craig, all the things you listed five things, right? You listed procurement, you listed insurance, but you listed, you listed training, education, like all those things to truly compete. Then there needs to be solutions in place for that. Would you guys agree? Yeah, of course. Now there's other there's other benefits, which is what Trey was asking about, that are more relevant to the fact of choosing private practice versus entering a DSO. And there's it's the other side of the coin. <clears throat> and I think mean? more of it. What? Go what ahead. do you mean? What do you mean by Trey's Trey's other point? What do you mean? Trey is saying if you flip, if Craig says, well, what flip the other side of what Craig was saying? What are the benefits to be able to yes. avoid that side of it and realizing what are the benefits of being able to run your own business? that is competitive against that other factor. And most of it has to do with net personal worth, owning verticals, owning buildings. Like okay. if you're part of DSO, they're not gonna allow you to extrapolate the verticals or owning the lab or owning merchandising or ordering or anything. You don't that. have that freedom of direction. You don't have the autonomy, yep. the freedom of direction, and the ability to kind of scale your own personal net worth based on the verticals of your building that normally would be paid otherwise. Their models are very tight and very structured. So they're not going to let you just kind of jump out and do this as yeah, well. Yeah, the entrepreneurialism is handled by them. They got it. They're like, we have this from here. Sit down, sit right. down. We got this. Right. And I think the other item that you all talked about, which relates to personal fulfillment, happiness, all those other things relates that your personal horizon can be in alignment with your business horizon which is not always the case with, hey, I want to grow and scale and push this. At this point in time, I want to settle. At this point in time, I want to sell. That that usually is alignment on a personal side and it serves my personal need. Whereas when you grow with the DSO, you're right. They're going to sell you every three to five years based to a new private equity company and the rules are going to change and the dynamics are going to change. And so those are some of those other items that, I mean, I wrote down when you were asking some of that for sure. Tax strategies, verticals, distributions versus pay all that other component right Th those are the pieces right yeah. how do they balance is the true question right yeah what no. you're asking yes so what mean, are the solutions on that back end you know i don't i'm not saying i have the solutions i'm just saying i think the point of, of me asking is to a just throw something in the sand i know it's obvious to a lot of people but like just put put it down in you know put it down on on the battlefield here are the, here are the distinct disadvantages i have in, in this battle yeah. 
And like, now I need to go and solve, or we need to go and solve for that. I like where you're going, Peter. I like where you're yeah. going. Yeah. And also, I, I think if we're being, uh, sorry to use the term, intellectually honest here, we are all speaking from a place of business privilege in that we all have grown to a certain level of scale and we have benefits afforded to us individually, not even using each other that help us mitigate the competitive advantage to the DSO. So my, I mean, Craig, we felt passionate about the, you know, like the BP Alliance and we were all kind of talking about that. It's like the holding hands and make us stronger together and like all that stuff. But like, unfortunately it proves to be too daunting from a legal state level the right. complexities to execute that are millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, we, we spend a lot of money with, with attorneys to say like, okay, we're going to buy it. Well, if you buy into them, you're going to have subordinate to their loans and holy shit. I'm like, so we're just, just trying. And, and honestly, at the end of the day, their advice was just do it the way it's always been done. Yeah, that's just easy. Just do it that way. You'll make a lot of money. And it was like, that's not, that's what we started this conversation as. Yeah. So it's. Something look, still needs to be done though. Right. right. But I think, I think. A, point of it is Craig, as opposed to if all that shit is too complicated like there's got to be easier ways to just give everyone the same weapons yeah I like right that. that's it that's it don't bring don't bring a, don't bring a knife to a gunfight and and just make it eat make it level and so that, i think that's where where i'm going with that whole that whole bubble popping and dso is going to eat your lunch and better do it now because all the money's going to dry up like this is the full landing of the plane of like that's all bullshit but i think there are problems to solve yeah, but it's not go run for the hills. That's it's not the, run for the hills. And it's definitely not surrender because a bubble is popping. That sure as shit is not the answer. So, but that's, but that's where Brady Frank is in his, in his own horizon, right? Of his course. Own horizon. And that's where he's at. I mean, I even looked his, his stuff up. I mean, clearly he's bought and sold multiple dental groups. And now this, you know, the freedom dental group was a co-op of 250 dental practices, which, which y'all are talking about same type of mindset for higher valuations and negotiating power. And I don't, I haven't researched enough, but then the next step would probably be sell that at a very high multiple and go down that road. And that's why he's on that back end of that horizon. So it's just dependent on where you're at, but right now the ability is to have the ability to have autonomy, to decide that freedom of direction. Where do you want to go? Where does your family need you to go? What do you want to do? The best, best tool for me in dentistry is this pod masterminds, collaboration. You all hold me to grow, to build, to maintain quality of care while also doing that and to build incredible culture, right? All those components. That's <laughs> where the game is. Dwight, I don't know if we hold you. Here's here's what I'm going to give you a compliment. We don't hold you to it is that you will hear something and audit audit where you are and then you will deploy action based on that, right? So it's not that no one anyone's holding you to it. You just you're just a human who takes action based on the new information that you now have. That's what we got to do. Full right? stop. Like yeah, many people most do not most do don't. that. Many people do not take action because, and they, and they say things like, well, not done yet. You know why? Because I'm a perfectionist, you know, just can't, can't get it perfect. And as we know, perfection is the enemy of execution. That's just an excuse to say like, I'm not ready to take that chance. <clears throat> so sometimes like, you know, like, you know, for instance, Facebook's thing right? with, what's the guy's name of Facebook? I don't know why I'm drawing a blank. Zuckerberg. The robot Zuckerberg, right? He was like, let's move fast and break things was the motto at Facebook for a while. Yeah. And it's basically just giving them full, full car blanche freedom to just run and go and take risks and these moonshot things. And it was a pretty cool thing to do. Right. And I think he pulled that back a little bit, but like I would say as an industry, we are the exact opposite. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 
I, I can't tell you how many questions I get when I have docs come in, we're collaborating here at my central office and like my logo for my management company, literally underneath it says progress over perfection. And people are like, I mean, they're dumbfounded. They're like, what do you mean? Do you mean your margins are open? Like, no, you idiot. <laughs> like, it means, it means growth. It means focus and understand that we, you know, in order to grow, you must first break. You must change what it is that you've thought is status quo and transition that. And sometimes we don't have all the answers. Sometimes it requires a step of faith and realizing that you've built a good enough team around them, everybody on your team or yourself. You have enough grit to push through when you fall flat on your face, you get up and go. But what I fear is, is exactly right what you're saying. I see young dentists who are just graduating out. They're in their 20s. They're in their early 30s. And absolutely in life, for the amount of money you have access to make it, as a dentist, right? And the walls are up. It's hard to become part of this profession. All the things it takes, right? The barriers of entry are high. On top of that, they're not willing to take risk because they're scared. And at your 20s and 30s, now is when you do it. You double down. Some of us are doing it in thirties and forties. Hey, I turned 40 tomorrow, by the way. And so as we keep pushing along, you really yeah, tomorrow's my 40th. Damn. So you get to that point, you keep pushing, pushing, pushing. Why not? You've got the ability to do it. And I can't tell you how many other industries, how many professionals in other industries across the board, even just in healthcare, forget other industries are saying the profit margins we're dealing with the opportunity risk is so low to go and just say, hey, let's just do it. The risk is really not that bad, but we're scared to death because it has to be perfect. Right. And therefore we can't move forward. And that's where I struggle the most is seeing that in so many people. But that's why I bring up the mastermind and bring up us interacting and you know just spending time together because I think I sit here and I listen. And when somebody, even on the on the last office hours, you know, Peter, you cracked into something that I've had set as a protocol for a while. And how right. I pay my doctors those things. And what I love about right. it is you're like, hey, you were coming down on me because you really wanted to make sure that Dwight has figured that process out from A to B to C all the way down to Z to understand, hey, I've actually worked through this. I understand it and why. I have a why. But maybe I need to work on it a little bit. That, that's what makes us better. But I'm with you. Like, you do have to implement. You've got to make it happen or else what's the point, right? We're just a bunch of talking heads saying, let's just go about it and, you know, Reminisce, reminisce or talk trash about how the good old days used to be or dentistry was better back in the day and now everybody's just trying to take advantage of, of us. I think that's why consolidation is happening so quickly in our industry is because people are just either A, scared to change and create a risk or B, they just think the hill is too high to climb. I just can't do this. So there's your solution. There is Chal one. Challenge the status quo. Correct. Yeah, but that's so like, but that's just so like, bring it down. No, I, don't, I mean, I don't, I'm not saying I don't have the ability to give solutions right now. This point of me bringing that up, honestly, was just identify the problems and then like, let's let it marinate mm -hmm. and like eat the elephant one bite at a time. It's really all I was doing. And maybe we, maybe we dissect some of these in future pods, but I think the conversation was just, the spirit of conversation was just like, let's just talk about this. Let's talk about this battlefield for a second. And, and maybe yeah. battlefield is the wrong metaphor, like, but this chessboard, let's talk about this chessboard, right? And do we have the right pawns, pawns, kings, queens, whatever's on chess? <laughs> I was about to say, do you play chess? No, I don't play chess. <laughs> I wish. Obviously. Obviously. Chess, is, chess is for smart people. Yeah. 
Come on, bro. You would be a great chess player, man. Uh, he would. That's for sure. You would, man. Stop, and I'd flip the board. Dwight be like, God, you nerds. Full stop. Full stop. I won't let my kids win, though. I'm like, no, no, no. You will beat me one day, but not today. We play all the time. I'm like, you got to do it. You got to learn it. You'd be good at it, Pete. Thanks, Dwight. So I'm kind of I'm kind of going through other topics, right? Because there's so many things. I'm looking at the, the list of other topics I want to talk about and look into our podcast. And there's so many things, but they're not they're not very good tangents from from today. But I will tell you hard, hard of it. Okay. Well, I've been well, studying I've been studying other companies outside of dentistry just as a as a little bit interesting thing. What would you guys say is the most impressive company on the planet? That's so easy. Tesla. What? No. Tesla space. Uh, okay. From a t- tech standpoint, maybe. No. My overall change to pot to mm-hmm. humanity. No. Why? Because they put batteries and and attached them to motors. No. Be, I mean, well, Elon's company, SpaceX, Tesla, providing internet to the world. Holy okay, shit! Okay. So that's SpaceX. That's not Tesla. Okay. Well, I put it together. It's just it's the Elon <laughs> Musk companies. All of Elon Musk at all. The umbrella. It's the umbrella. The umbrella. All of Elon uh, Musk. Right. I mean, what are you what are you saying? The largest just I'm just saying like control power at, revenue. What look at the size, look at the logistics, look at the people, look at the amount of employees, look at look at look at the customer service, all the whole thing. Amazon. Amazon, okay. All right. Okay, what what does everybody say? So Trey, what do you say? Ford trucks? Ford trucks, that's right. <laughs> the Free antler cattle company. Cattle guards. I'm about cattle diesel. Guards. I'm about diesel. You have to go with tech because of the impact on what Craig said. It's the impact on humanity long term. Well, what is it? Well, that's not. But that's not okay. All right, well, maybe. Let's, well, listen. I'm, this is Trey's thought. You don't have to tell me what you think of Trey's thought. What's yeah. What's your thought? Yeah, fuck you guys. It's my thought. <laughs> tell me. Go get I, it out. I would agree with you. I would go with SpaceX. I think okay. that's the coolest. The, okay, we got one for SpaceX, be, one for Amazon. Peter, what's yours? Pornhub. Go ahead. Let's hear. It. Yeah. Exactly. It's super impressive. It's changing humanity all in the palm of our hands. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Delta. Delta Airlines. Let me tell you why. Uh, no. Can I tell them why? Can I tell them why? I know why? you're going with it. Why? Because Peter is, we all have six human needs. Peter's top four significance. And Delta decided to send Peter. No, no, no. It's not why, Craig. But they did do it, though. Yeah, they <laughs> they sent him, like, this invite-only, like, extra black plutonium card. <laughs> Whatever the hell it was. It was like enriched uranium card. You wave it, and people bow to you. The kryptonite killer, yeah. It's a, krypton- it's a kryptonite card. All right. You can go Here's where I was going. He wants Thanks, for free. Thanks, all the Thanks time. Craig. That's not Is true. that in Atlanta? All right. So, look. That's the thing. It deals with, it deals with Trump. We don't know of Delta, so yes, go ahead. Tell Amazon. Us, what do they do, by the way? Amazon is moving boxes. Do? That's logistics. They're great at logistics, right? Moving boxes around. But Delta is logistics plus people, right? Plus customer service, plus is highly it, highly it, technical it, pieces of equipment called jet engines, and plus plus they have you know it's just I don't know just it's revolutionary. Here's, here's my question: How well, many but, Delta boxes are on your front patio right now? <laughs> Let's be honest. None. All right, why Delta, what, Peter. Why Delta? Unpack it. Let's why Delta because a, to be able, so 80,000 employees. Okay. Not just doing, not just in the business of moving people. Yes, I know. But it's moving people on, on extraordinarily complex machinery. Okay. Okay. On a system, connecting people through different cities. I'm just saying from a logistics thing and people are, you're saying logistics, Amazon's 1.5 million on logistics company. 
Well, it's but they're moving boxes that don't have to get there on time, and then aren't people, connecting to other cities. People moving boxes too. There's robots and everything. There's so one point five billion employees. So yeah. you're saying that you'd rather if you could pick one Peter, oh stock to own. You would own Delta over Amazon. No, it's not a stock. I just think it's impressive. But it's the most impressive company. What was the question you asked? What's the best company in the world? No, what's the, the greatest Stupid company in the world? Group. The greatest company in the world means it's also synonymous with if you had to pick one company to invest in, what would that company be? In my That's mind. That's not synonymous, in my opinion. Okay, here, here, I love so this company. Drawing, I don't have any Delta stock, Craig. You guys, all I'm trying to do is ideate for podcast and give something and draw a parallel and you guys are literally just just stepping on the throat of the uh, of the of the greatest well I mean, no, it's because you live in atlanta so delta means all right you, fine. Okay? like i get it and that's you know here it's united but would you take united i don't know like oh i get the value that is the largest airline right large revenue Let, let's get off of it because now people are like oh, this is not no, really you just don't like, you just don't like that we don't like your answer no. so. look i'm a big enough boy to say fine Fine, everyone's entitled, but like I still believe it. I thought you were gonna say like Apple or going down yeah, the road. Because really those are all tech. Like it's easy to create tech. Tech. It's harder in dentistry. Where it's going is like the thing in dentistry is it's hard. We have, we have a clinical science that's wrapped around a patient experience that's wrapped around all the things of being an entrepreneur and growing and things. And so sometimes you can just learn from studying other companies, right. but we can't do that from studying Tesla. You can well, learn. Of course, a thing we or two can. of course we can. Of course, we can learn. Uh, says, a trailblazer. says a trailblazer. I love. No, that. no. I, I mean, that. listen. I, I, I mean, what Scott Galloway called. SMG oh, Tesla called of you the Tesla of dentistry. Why, so you, why, you're saying you have why, an opportunity why, to something that you're getting an accolade for. No, but why, why, why would he say that? Why, why your practice is more like Tesla? I'll tell you why. Because you don't have to talk to a human. You could, you could pay on your website, you use technology that most people are like, holy shit, I've never seen this. You, most dentists are still choking their patients with impression material, taking impressions of yeah. their descending palate and, and half of their trachea. Well, you ever pulled out an impression that's nine inches long, like the back mm -hmm. of their throat, we're scanning people like that to, Greg, to us. Is that what you're saying? It's nine inches long again? Yeah. Keep going. The back of your throat. That's how it works. I've measured it. Um, anyway, so Dwight, you're building. I'm going to get off this topic because. Go I, on, please. Yes. This is turning. Wait, you're build, you're building an office right now. You're building yeah. an office right now. Yeah. Craig, I'm going. I'm looping. I'm correlating it to what you're saying. Did you consider, or are you considering going receptionless? Uh, my receptions are smaller, I would say, than mm. I would have originally probably started building, because of the fact of. I choose to create more flow and a lot more of it is digital. Most patients are checking in in the parking lot or before oh, they get there. So like, no, yes, yes, yes or no. no. <laughs> I said, I said they're smaller. No, you, did it. you just dropped salad on us. <laughs> I said, okay. So what do you want me to say? Reception I said, no. I said no to reception. Smaller than before. So listen, let me just, can I have a little bit of, I have, I have a rare no, no, moment. Of, I have a rare moment. I'm going to answer question. So I have a rare moment. Is the building that I'm building receptionless? And I said, no, but it is smaller than it was before. Okay. No, it's fine. How would no, you answer? Not building receptionless. Okay. So Tesla, you can actually, I've never bought a Tesla before, but from what I understand, I have, you I go know. and you show up and you, the car is there. Correct. You don't yes. speak to a person and all this stuff. No, you just we, walk up to it. 
you walk up to it and that's your car and somehow you, you know, I don't even know. Yep. But but the point I'm trying to make is that patients don't want to speak to the receptionist either. They don't want to go and review their medical history and have someone there and be like, by, by, uh, by, by communicable diseases, what does that mean? Like medical mm -hmm. history is embarrassing for some people, especially Trey. So I think the most important thing is that if people can skip having a human in certain processes, that's a better mm -hmm. experience. Maybe not up until the dentistry, but you know, an intelligent AI handle post-operative calls that provides more value, abilities to make appointments without having to call and play phone tag. So I, I do think that we as dental professionals can learn a lot from a tech company. I really so do. Are you, are you saying that, that the rare moment or do you have another one? No, the rare moment's still in my head. I, I'm going to launch it at the right time. That wasn't. Well, here's my question. Are you telling me that eventually, not necessarily that you won't have a reception room because you do have to have a space, in my opinion, for family and such to wait, right? If they're having a station or something to that degree. Somewhere to wait. Huh? Yeah. 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 Somewhere, is, are you, somewhere are you, to, are you, are you saying a receptionist? No, 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 no. There. A person that greets you and says, welcome, Mrs. Jones. Right. Do you, you see, of course, you need to have a reception area because- right. Unless you're just going to my thought, my be thought on time all the time. Greg, do you ever see that happening in your practice? Because you're very big on person-to-person -to -person touch. Like you didn't even want your front desk to be wearing scrubs like in the back. You wanted them to be dressed up all nice because you wanted it to feel like a spa reception feel. So I'm interested in hearing if, if that dynamic has shifted over time. Like I'm curious. Yeah. So, so again, we're cutting with broad brush strokes. I think if you have a certain type of dental practice, like the average dental practice where you're just doing more basic, restorative. And, you know, I, I actually think I see dentistry hybridizing into a whole bunch of models. One model being like almost like the TEND model in New York, where flexible hygiene, it's all about ancillary preventive services and a little bit of restorative. My practice is like really a lot of heavy geared restorative, larger treatment plans, like some of y'all's as well. Sure. And that I think is a different answer depending on the model. So I think just like supercuts and Starbucks fill a great need. Um, I see the majority of dental practice being like commoditized like that, like a Starbucks, like we mm -hmm. can go in for a predictable cleaning and a predictable re-cement. Those practices will go receptionalist before practices like maybe mine do, if that makes sense. I think it would be an added value. For the I saw a model. statistic and I can't find it now, but basically, and this was directly post COVID right after it, but it was basically like took a survey of people and was like, would you rather check in with a tablet or would you rather meet and greet the receptionist that's at, at the front? And it wasn't a close sec. I mean, it was, it wasn't even a close. It was like 70%. I'll have to pull it up and find that stat, but it was like 70% of people would actually preferred prefer to interact with a tablet. That I read that it is a step further than that. He would they would rather wait in line to register with the tablet and avoid no line with the person. Oh yeah, it maybe you're that, right. It right. is that serious. Yeah. So that being said, like Dwight, that's why I was asking you. You're in the active phase of building, right? I'm actually I'm actually in active construction right now in another office as well, like yeah. cutting concrete and all that stuff. And 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 I had the opportunity to look at the floor plan and be like, hmm, I, I know that that's what model said or the survey said that Trey and I are looking at. But I'm still stuck maybe in the old school ways of like, I just feel like there needs to be a human to see. And I kept yep. and now I did shrink the size, like Dwight's saying, shrink the the area down in which people congregate. Craig, you have about what, four thousand square feet in your in yeah, your Yeah, I think it's forty seven thousand square feet of this afternoon. <laughs> I was about to say yeah, 49,000. Craig literally can land a helicopter in his waiting room. It's an option. Craig, just making in, it all right, let me ask you this. In hindsight, 
you know, try to not speak from a confirmational bias. In hindsight, would you smaller? I mean, listen, I don't. Yes or no? I wouldn't. I wouldn't do anything different. All right. No, because I think redesigning my office now and I'm expanding. And to answer your question directly, a lot of the area that was made for reception is going to be chewed up by lab. So it's going to be smaller. Yes. Okay. How did I know? How did I know what I was going to need? Of course you didn't. Of course you didn't. I'm just saying now with the data that you have, information that you have, what would you have done it differently? I think that's how we help people who are listening to this pod. It's like 10 years ago. So everything's different in 10 years. Well, with that being said, like I've been, yeah, I built, for example, my large 10,000 square foot Missouri city office. You'll remember that one. I've now added six operatories to that. I've, I've already done renovations. Wait, what'd you start with? And what do you have now? 16 going to 22. So what spaces did you chew up? I am now moving the lab uh, or half the lab out. All my operations wing that used to be HR accounting operations in general has now moved to central offices. Like, have you added on exterior square footage or you're just doing interior remodel? It's all interior remodel. So, I mean, that's me and it's 2023 and we moved in in 2022, like in the middle of COVID, March 2020, 2020. Yeah. So, in three years. So, it's been three years and we've already worked on the building two more times since we moved in. Yeah. My my advice to those that are building their own building by the way, Dwight, you included, is I would float my floor because you can put a subfloor in so you could like literally, there's a system where your floor is maybe, I don't know, eight inches above the concrete no. slab. It's six. Yeah, you're right. You bet you're six right. Six inches, eight. whatever. Yeah. I would recommend highly that you do that because once your plumbing is in, it's really hard to reconfigure it. But if you can lift your floor up, if there's a subfloor, if there's another flooring mechanism and and you could lift up your floor and junction onto your air, water, vacuum, and you know suction. I mean suction and air, water. Yeah. You can actually refit and take your admin spaces out because that's just huge. I would absolutely do that. And if you're building something, like think about the future. Think about your private office becoming an op and put a T on your plumbing. Put a T and put it in the wall and like just mark it. Yeah. You can mark it with a junction box on the inside of the junction box. You could write future op or whatever, but well, think yeah, about and, the future. And the same way that we made all hygiene ops, this was in 2020, all hygiene ops are yeah. ready to do general dentistry yes, yes, yes. work. And, you know, and then just recently they accepted in Texas legislature, Texas PDA for our hygienists to give anesthesia and our assistants yeah. just start filling, filling, like <laughs> we're already going. And that's Texas, which we thought we were going to be the last state, by the way, mm-hmm. that any of that would happen. And clearly that's moving quickly. Now, if that's happening in Texas, that's going to spiral pretty quickly throughout. But I think that's what I had to build something that was prepped for that. It was built, it is built for mid-level providers. And that is the understanding. So I think it's just important for everybody to remember there's the business you're in and the business you're becoming. And there's always, there's always something that's evolving. There's, and you have, the market will tell you what's your, va- what, what's your validity and what's your. Re- this your is not a rhetorical question. I'm about to ask you guys, <clears throat> you guys all know, we all know a lot of the same dentists. We also know a lot of different dentists. Okay. We talk and we probably mentor some of those people. Okay. Have you ever, this is, this is not rhetorical. Have you ever heard someone say, you know, I really just built this office too damn big. Like someone who got in trouble building, building something oh, yeah. bigger than their that. dreams, right? Bigger than, than what their, their dreams didn't match the reality of, of putting patients in the chair, so to speak, mm-hmm. getting providers or, and okay, table that for a second. And then how many times have you heard someone saying, 
really need more space. Well, it's also a little confirmation bias. No, it's not. Again, again, Craig, I'm just asking. I'm not saying it doesn't confirm any of my biases. I know what I like. I'm just, I'm saying like, if there's a disproportionate amount of people, then would it be wise to just advise people like, look, go big because chances are you're right. Or go with your, your, your preconceived notion about what you can do because chances are you are right. Would never would say that to somebody. That. You wouldn't? Yeah. Every, everybody that ever told me is you're going to build too small and you're not going to build fast enough. And yeah, but you, again, that has been the case for me every time. Now, given you you're not the small, average person, Dwight. I get it. The I get it. Person. But with that being said, I have throttled myself on these new locations to not build out a full 10,000 plus square foot location everywhere. I prefer to have more multiple locations at a smaller build, specific 10 ops, and not going over that. Because I think the 10 is that cap of healthy, like extreme right yeah, yeah. i think at 20 ops and it's a central hub it's a totally different beast it's got all the specialists all that it's a different model right but i've had to throttle myself back even in this office i keep telling myself it's too small but like what it takes to realize hey this is what i'd like to continue to scale and once we're done here we're done here there's only so much capacity that can be managed here that means create another location right so after a while you do get to know your model enough to be able to say all right this is what works. But I, I, every time I've ever built, it was always too small and never right. fast enough. We're so embarking on a dangerous conversation though. All right, so Trey, Trey go ahead, go, go ahead. If you need it, go you ahead. Got it. Applying it to a 22 mop model of Dwight's that then scales back to a 10 op model. I would say when you're talking about the, the 80% of dentists out there that are solo practitioners, they build one office and they build one office throughout their entire career. The vast majority of people are gonna say, I wish I had built bigger. They're okay. going to get the capacity and the analogy that you use whenever you're talking to someone is you're going to, you get new patients indefinitely every month. You're pouring coffee in a coffee cup. The coffee cup never gets bigger. And all you do is spill the coffee everywhere. So it's rare, although there are the, you know, in this, in this circle and the people that, that we're talking about that tend to have, have higher visionary or bigger visions, whatever you want to call it. Higher autonomy. And those, right. those are the people that might you know, overbuild and do things like that. They're also the people that may, you know, it's a Dwight going, man, I should have built bigger. 22 wasn't enough. But I think the the general consensus for the average dentist out there is yes, bigger is a better proposition because we're not talking 10,000 square feet to the, to the, the solo practitioner. Typically one more op makes a huge difference when you're talking about four to five, five to six. Okay. And Craig, I, I hear you. You're yeah, going down a dangerous just, road. If this isn't advice, this is just this is right, just we're guys this, shooting shit. I know it is, but but there's some people that wanna be like, Yeah, and, and this is what Dwight said and Trey said, and this is great. And, and I just think that when we look at the statistics of like eighty percent of dentists or ninety percent of dentists saying that they're at emotional and physical burnout, suicide, drug abuse, all that shit that we always talk about. I this model that I built almost fucking killed me, guys. It almost drove me to the breaking point. Fair. And yes, as I sit on the other side of this adversity, I became stronger. I became bulletproof, for lack of a better word. Now, in the hindsight that I have, I would say, yeah, fuck yeah, I, I would have done it bigger. But that's disingenuous to this what it had, what it was. Yeah, had I, I asked, you know what? All of us, right? All of us, when we look back, that's fair. Yes, I'll do, I'll do it bigger. But for each one of us and all your personal stories, it almost wrecked each one of us, Pete. That's it true. almost wrecked you. It almost wrecked me. All right, well, let's, sure you, yeah, Craig, so that's, that's actually important. very, 
I stand kind of like corrected in that. And, and I totally agree with you. It just depends on the timeline. And, and we're all privileged to be saying, sitting here saying like, oh, yeah, build bigger. You know, that's all we ever hear. But you're right. You're right. It is a dangerous conversation. It's dangerous advice. And, and those that fail, by the way, retreat into the silence of their own misery. They don't reach yeah. out to us. They don't awesome. say, hey, by the way, I'm ready to blow. You know, we get some of that. But like, so it's, it's biased, not in our own bias. But it's like, why? When you're in the hospital, all you see is sick people. You think the whole world is sick. And they get out of the hospital and everybody's healthy. So the people that fail move out of our lives. They withdraw and they don't they don't reach out. The successful people <laughs> like talk. They're it's funny, Craig. I've been kind of listening to a bunch of Ryan Holiday stuff right now, just like stoicism stuff, just because yeah. I don't know, kind of felt like I needed it right now. And yeah. what you're talking about, like people not asking for help because they look at it as as a failure. I need help from someone. And and the stoic view is asking for help is actually is actually refusing to give up. Right. Which yeah. I was like, man, that's such a cool, that's such a cool shift of, of mentality. Like asking someone for help is just, I refuse to stop this process. I want, I want to help. Not right, I but, failed and I need your help. But the, but the act of like looking back and again, I'm not, I'm not like this positive psychology guy that's like never look back, but like, it's just unfair to look back at anything with the optics you have now and live with regret. Okay. Because isn't, we, isn't that the yeah. whole, isn't that what wisdom is though, bud? That is it is. is. But like, would I have built this bigger? Yeah. But when I did it, I was like, what the hell am I doing? Right. And when you were in years, the throes of the battle, of course you wouldn't. But yeah. like now that you're over the, over the hump, we can skip off of it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, okay. As long as we, as long I just want to do what we said. It That's fits all. who you are. And if you took all of us away, I'm, I'm going to double down on this. If you took all of us away and you asked the builders that I just walked my building with this morning they're going to tell you every time we build a dental office they said it was too small because it is because people want to go to nice new spaces and that the general market requires nice new dental offices and people who double down and invest in their business right. end up growing their practice okay right but what Dwight, 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 Dwight. You're, you're, there's another layer of bias you're of asking course. builders Builders don't meet average dentists. They meet dentists who are entrepreneurial. Well, so I'm amongst saying, entrepreneurial dentists, yes, they wish they went well, bigger. Yes, 100%. Yes, but we should encourage But we people. don't have just an entrepreneurial listener. We have other listeners that are striving for survival. The vast and majority now of the people listening to this pod are strivers. They're wanting to do something more than just- Well, then let's, let's take a pulse. Comment below if you're listening to this on YouTube, if you're feeling like you should be going bigger or you're worried that you went too big or how do you feel let's get a measurement of how because there's other people like i shouldn't have done this right and that was me for a long time did, right. you, did any any of you any of you three at a certain point in your career not just for a day but for months or maybe even a year say what the fuck did i do holy shit i'm over my skis <laughs> yes or no yes okay no. Peter. No. no never no never never okay okay so Trey, you and me. Can we switch the grid? So it's Trey, possible, you know? Yeah, let me let me move. You. Let me let me get yeah. Trey. Let me put you. Losers on the right, winners on the left. And <laughs> awareness is what's going to vault oh, us. I'm bullshit on Peter, by the way, because Peter, you were in a bad state. Why was that bad state? What was that period? Peter's blue period. Well, that was embezzlement, partnership breakup, premature son. I was always in the hospital for and. I was the main okay. provider in all okay, those so at that all point, three offices that I had. Okay. So at that point, if I was said, Peter, should you have gone bigger? It would have been a fuck. Yeah. I should have gone bigger during that time. 
That's a very, that's a very, you can't look at it in the micro and be, ask that's me that. That's what I'm day. asking. I'm no, no, asking, no. was there any point in your career where you're like, I should not have gone bigger? But it wasn't an infrastructure do? thing. I wasn't like, no. oh shit. It was no, more it was of a thing. It was a life thing. Life gets no. complicated. You, you, look. Yes, but I can't shorten life. I can't make it bigger or smaller. We're talking about business. And the truth is, is that is not who we naturally are. And I get it. We might be talking to craftsmen out there or people who are not going to be striving, but that is a totally different dynamic. You can't interflux the two. Well, listen, I've said my piece. I feel good about our message. Good. Here, let's move on. Last thing. Trey, what are you most excited about right now in dentistry or, or your own thing? What's going on? What are you most excited about? What are you hitting the ground? just thrilled that you get to do today? Great question. All right, so in dentistry, I am most excited about AI. We just put Pearl in across all the offices and that's, I'm excited to see how- Is it Kyle Stanley coming to the summit, Craig? Yeah, Kyle Stanley, founder of Pearl, is speaking at the Bulletproof Summit. So we just had him (laughs) train docs. He got on and did a Zoom with all the docs and went through the program. Yeah, Yeah, everyone was super super excited about that. And for my own program, you know, we, we just added two more offices, one startup, one, one purchase. And, um, I love growth. So this is, I'm, I'm back. Favorite time. You're thriving right now, huh? Oh yeah. I'm excited. Good for you, brother. Good for you. Good Dwight, man. I think this kind of the same answer, right? What, what's most exciting for you right now? What are you, what are you getting just hitting the ground? Yeah. First <laughs> off, I, I love the fact that you started with the AI talk because we put in like overjet about a year ago, and it's transformed the consistency of patient care across all offices. It's just beautiful. The doctors love it. So anything AI, I'm spending a lot of time. I know Pete and I are in the same. We're diving down into some of this tech because I think it's going to drastically change the way we do it. So that's an exciting moment for me right now because anytime there's a giant change in the way the world's going to work, I feel like I want to be slightly on the edge of it and kind of enjoy it. At the same time, to me, it's build time. It's, it is double down and grow and invest in kind of what we're doing. I'm expanding, you know, my management company and I'm investing in other avenues outside of just dentistry, which is kind of fun and what management company can do. And so that to me is, is the gameplay right now. And it's, I'm excited. Wait, about can you can, you can answer this or not is every a hundred percent of your discretionary income going towards things, your things in your uh, business right now. Yeah. I'm doubling down on everything. 100%. Of your of your things other than your mortgage and your car or whatever your groceries 100 percent of your discretionary income is going towards your own business yeah i'm yeah absolutely it's that Just, time craig can you tell can you tell from afar <laughs> i can no you guys are you got i can tell you there's a definitely a different swagger going on right now and i think you both live in flow when you are creating and um yeah. and and that is that is cool craig yeah what are you most excited about right now bud right at the moment Maybe this is just a couple week thing, but it's EP right now. I'm most excited about Bulletproof. Um, I feel like there's this, like we spoke about, there's a challenge and not giving up on how to arm the profession with the tools. Um, I feel like the profession's under attack and I, I'm feeling very called to help dentistry mm-hmm. in, in whatever way I can. So Bulletproof is exciting me a lot. But I mean, that doesn't mean I'm not less excited about other things. But like you asked me, that's, what, that's what, what's on my plate right now. I'm working on trying to help like kind of like the BP Alliance thing. I'm working with a, with a buddy, with someone and I'm just working in with Peter and on other things and kind of working in my own silo right now and trying to see if things work and then to bring it over to the Matt, to you and everybody else. Yeah. Your mission's just evolved. And I think there's, yeah. some, 
divine intervention that has pushed you into like, this is a good calling for you for sure. Right yeah, now. I like it. I like it. But I also um, like dentistry too. What are you excited about, Peter? So we're doing, building a commercial lab right now, which I'm really excited about. And, you know, Dr. Gandhi, who's one of my partners, is really kind of taking that and he's a highly technological dentist and building out like a really cool lab that I think you guys, even you guys would be impressed with from a tech standpoint. Just like soup to nuts, full digital, full 3D printing. Like the 3D printers that we're buying you guys are the size of refrigerators. Yeah, Which man. ones are they? I can't Carbon disclose. 3D? I can't disclose that yet. You know what the problem with the lab business is? Tell me, buddy. <laughs> tell them, tell them, Dwight. They're not profitable. <laughs> well, that's one of the problems. Hey, guess, guess what? Well, that's fine. I'm not very vertical. Right. Let me, let me say this. I'm opening up a lab business that is private. It is only for my own ecosystem. Yeah. So I don't care. Profit is irrelevant to me. Correct. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I should yeah. I should have made that disclaimer. It is yeah, not yeah. open to the yeah. public, and I'm not trying to like. Yeah, yeah. It is mainly for speed to delivery, Greg. Yeah, no, Obviously I get cost especially go down. No, I would. I love my lab for those reasons. I don't love my lab as a standalone business, but my lab yeah, but, in our practice. Yeah, yeah and for the record, all four of us have a lab. Yeah. No, there's I don't. A reason, there's a reason. Or now you do. Well, you not yet, but it was. I didn't feel like there was ever a time. I'll maybe go into it later, but there's some, there's some, been some technological advances. I was like, okay, now's the time. And that was the consensus among my guys and me it was like, now at the time the tech has evolved enough, the Millers, the, the 3d printing, the AI tech design is freaking mind blowing. You guys, the CAD cam AI design from ExoCAD is, Oh yeah. What the, like, I know. What's well, going on right now? I would have, have you identified have, the techs already for yourself, like the techs in, that are going to run this off and stuff. Interviewing, yeah. I Pete, I would have to have two, maybe three times the number of techs I have right now if it wasn't for ExoCAD and the methodology of just kind of open source, just throwing it all around into all this AI add-ons that are kicking in. I mean, they're they're amazing. They can scale so fast. When I used to watch somebody change the margin and the distal, forget it. It's just. It's amazing. So much faster. It's so neat. You know, Trey, to your comment, like if you'd asked me 10 years ago, I would have said the window's 10 years. Like I've always been on record saying like, I think it's the most exciting time in dentistry. This is like the golden years. But I think AI, Dwight, like you're saying, plus advancements in some of this like printing technology. Oh, yeah. Is. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I know you're going to say Targus Vectris. I understand. No, no, no. I'm going to say that too. But also I think Peter, had you had a lab or started a lab 10 years ago, it would have been good for you as well. No, 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 no. Because I would have never been able quality that I would wanted I'm an output perspective from a cosmetics, but really? I don't think it would brought in house. And I did have experience, Craig, from the, in 2002, when I actually left a practice and opened my own, I had experience with the, the in-house lab and it was a complete shit show. So that's maybe was my own bias of not wanting to do that. Because I just had, it was like, ooh, I don't want anything to do with that. I want to send my shit out and pay for it in a transaction and it come back. Perfect. Yeah, that but was there's it. opportunities beyond cosmetics. Someone breaks the back of tooth. But, I, but I didn't have that at the time. So now you're right. Business has evolved. I think the tech is there. I think it's an exciting time to be oh, I agree. doing cool shit like that. And Dwight, you know, like he's like AI there, but also AI. I mean, look, we had a conversation. Craig asked a great question about a mall. Like, are you going to complete the loop and have you know, AI start talking to X, Y, and Z? And it was, it was like, it's coming, right? So the advancements, like Craig, you and I spoke in an AACD and, and I was like, this isn't the next 10 years. This isn't the next five years. This is, things are going to look different in the next 12 months. 
in our business world, right? And it's not going to be to our detriment. It's going to be for our advantage. Well, can I make a comment on that? Please. If you are not, I mean, you know, I'll sit here and say really basic examples that I have had in my practice for over a year, right? Patient prism, listening to using AI to listen to our phone calls, where if a patient said they were missing a tooth and my person who answered the phone call did not discuss with them tooth replacement options like implants or bridges and things like that, it would automatically grab that, recognize the, the person on my team's phone who answered the phone, send it to their email box, with the recording and say, you should call this patient back and remind them that we have these options. I've been doing that for over a year for sure. And then items like digital labs or overjet where AI is reading your x-rays at 40 times deeper variations in gray than the human eye can see. Stop trying to act like this is our gameplay. It's not. Radiology is not going to be the human eye game anymore. These are the things I've been dealing with. We've been implementing for over a year. If you're not already doing those things, you're going to get really behind because the pace at which things are kicking in, like those are simple, easy examples. And in my opinion, how did you, how did you find out about patient prism? We've used them. In fact, you know who you probably turned me on to it originally was Jenny Bowman from no way. doing marketing. She, because for her, it's a standard of figuring out you can bring in as much marketing as you want. Yeah. And they you can't blame you can't track yeah. and understand how that was kind of our whole conversation right, with yeah, them yeah. all. Like, Jenny gets blamed. <laughs> ring and they don't book as new patients even though she's driving leads so yeah, we I've did something with jenny for years and that was That's one of awesome. the first things she implemented right so, so one of the things i just want to let you know that peter negotiated with patient prism we just signed up we're both paying customers but he negotiated a three month um trial so you can nice. sign up at bp they've set up these for ep customers so you right. can try it out for three months 90 days fire them and say yeah that was cool or like yeah. i guess he's that confident he's like you're not going to fire us so and i guess my point is not necessarily like specific add-ons like that's amazing and perfect for everybody i'm just saying get off zero because this is going to hit us hard it's like the it's like the practices that had no computers and we're fighting having computers and writing down and having colored pencils and doing that and did that for years and years and years they missed out on so much. Well, and, and to come full circle and then we'll wrap, right? Is that like, remember you're talking about like leveling the playing field and right. And so yeah. like you're saying, get off zero, start investigating things. Yeah. Allow you to bring a gun to a gunfight. Yeah. You know, that's it. So, so how is the Pearl AI going for you, uh, Trey? Are you deep into it enough that you can actually speak about it? Uh, you know what? There's, so we're, we're still trying to decide how, what the best use of it right now is whether it be patient education or standardization of diagnosis you know, that type of thing and i've seen a little bit of all of it i have docs that have have really gotten into it and i have docs that are completely against it yeah so, oh yeah of so course well we're, we're, we're still in that initial let's yeah, let's field out what the what the majority is going to feel like and this will kind of declare itself on on what what its use is going to be for us but but i'm excited about it because it's it's exactly what Dwight said. This is coming. So, and, and when we made it part of our morning huddle, we went into the discussion about same day dentistry and then it populate the report. This many patients are coming in to the office with undiagnosed decay from previous x-rays we've already taken and previous periodontal conditions that were undiagnosed. Here's your same day list. Those lists got to the point where people weren't, you know, they weren't on it. They weren't logging it. We would print those off, put them in the doctor's lounge on people's desks. 
These are your patients that are coming in. By the way, double check those when they take new sets of x-rays or go through it. And it changed the way, I mean, all my doctors will sit here and say, we fought it at the beginning. Oh, it was a developmental groove. It wasn't decay. Yeah, bull, just wait, you'll see. Yes, there are some areas. If the cones, you know what really did a great job? It also got my, our assistants to make sure that they were getting the x-ray perfect, you know, and then it fixed insurance issues. So it's all about training and developing, getting the whole team. It does a whole lot more for us than you think it would. That's awesome. That's good stuff. Yeah. yeah let's, get, it, uh, let's get Kyle on the podcast. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. <clears throat> I think that's a good idea. Um, so his is what? What is his called? Pearl, Pearl AI. David Sachs from the All In is an investor in it too, which is kind of cool. Oh, yeah, I did hear that. Yeah, he is. Let's so get David Sachs done. There's yeah, right. We'll do we'll do Brady, Frank, and David Sachs at the same time. Oh my God, Trick! Oh wow, <laughs> Trick! <laughs> I, I gotta tell you, I got a little sweaty back right about publishing this pod. I know we're still recording, but I'm it's thinking. Not published yet? I know, but like just we're leaving probably. it in about. I feel like we we're a little rough on Brady, and <laughs> and the whole Delta thing. I feel like it was it was super tangential and not relevant, and so I want to apologize to the audience. Uh, listen, that's no apology necessary. If you find you apology in. Well, hey, hey, Trey, it's the power of editing. It could have it could never have happened. Know, totally understand. Totally yeah. understand. That Delta part is not gonna make it. <laughs> Delta no, what? You know what? Like, look, <laughs> what I'm gonna live in all my wars. What are we talking about? See, see, by me calling out Peter and saying it's not gonna make it, he's for sure like, no, I'm what, double. What down. Delta We're part, guys? Here. What are we what did we talk about that I'm not remembering? <laughs> I fell asleep. I fell what asleep, guys. What happened? what delta part seriously what are you talking about delta airlines brother oh delta, delta airlines i'm thinking delta oh, i thought you were kidding no you leave were... delta in bro you look like a freaking that uh, please that was great follow right. your sword. i'll leave it in i'll follow my sword yeah, i just kept well, i was just trying to save people time it's not time not to listen to my you know but it's hard it's hard being the moderator the coming up with great ideas for you guys to to talk to about, talk and make about. You guys look good. it's hard to spend the time and so sometimes i run out of topics i'm sorry one last topic. lonely endeavor the lonely endeavor at the top before we run guys one last topic summit get on the summit take it again no, but it, you know what's crazy? No, but you should do that, actually. Wait, I got to tell you, I'm funding this new lab and a whole office based on ERC checks I got. Trey does what I'm saying. All right. Well, inside jokes are super cool. I'm just saying that. <laughs> it's not inside, bro. It's a real thing. And if it is real and I got it and I can say that if you haven't, it's ridiculous to not. I'm literally, like I said, whole office and a lab. So, well, yeah. Yeah, no, it's and it's all right. It's all right. They're, no, they're awesome. That's what I tell my kids. No, they're still not doing it. People are still... Oh my god, it's been we've been doing it for two years now. Well, not not Peter and I. We only did it five six months ago and just got our check. So there's a lot of people that haven't done it yet. Yeah, Dwight. No, oh, I hear you. I hear you. Y'all have y'all have like a. I want to hear you and Trey's secret now. Pissing yeah, me off. Y'all have, have like a thirty minute promotional that will be in the middle of this pod anyway. That specifically discusses it, so we'll be fine. <laughs> I no, think he's, point, he's pointing to being he's accusing of being a grifter i think the real grifter is you dwight we're giving you all this publicity <laughs> you're not that entertaining brother <laughs> yeah it's for dwight good, dwight yeah, you're gonna pull good. <laughs> dwight the grift the grift is real oh listen we pay we pay these companies to do work for us oh, and we shit. believe in them we're not doing the uh old uh right switch I agree. I love you guys. You guys on the bottom, like I don't know. I don't know about this. Be on the bottom with these guys. Anyway, get your summit tickets. 
that's gonna be is there a joke there too guys on the summit or no no we're excited about the summit man about getting dennis hundreds of thousands of dollars in erc we're that's going boring. to at yeah. the summit we're going to give you hundreds of billions of dollars of worth we're going to quadruple billion x you but act now act now well, well, act now so it's 10 years left <laughs> all right well audience i hope you've enjoyed having dwight and trey on the podcast I knew something. Anyway, I gotta go, guys. Love y'all. See you soon. See y'all.